Alright, welcome back to another episode of Looking Looking. First up, how Apple is spending the $100 million it pledged to racial equity. This is an article from Essence. Um, the black woman that the black woman leading that charge at the company, Apple's VP of Environment, Policy, and Social Initiatives, Lisa Jackson, on how the company plans to create real change in black communities. In June, after the nationally publicized killings of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd at the hands of police, and amid the heightened call for racial justice in America, with thousands protesting in the streets worldwide, Apple was one of the companies who committed to doing more. The company earmarked $100 million to spend through its new racial equity and justice initiative to challenge opportunity barriers for communities of color. Now, Apple has announced exactly how the company plans to spend that money. They say that um, we are all accountable to urgent work of building a more just, more equitable world. And these new projects send a clear signal of Apple's enduring commitment, said Tim Cook, Apple CEO, in a press release. We're launching REJI's latest initiatives with partners across a broad range of industries and backgrounds, from students to teachers, developers to entrepreneurs and community organizers to justice advocates, working together to empower communities that have borne the brunt of racism and discrimination for far too long. We are honored to help bring this vision to bear and to match our words and actions to the values of equity and inclusion we have always prized at Apple. Lisa Jackson, Apple's Vice President of Environment Policy and Social Initiatives, a black woman, is leading that initiative for the company. Reporting directly into Cook himself, Jackson, who previously served as Administrator of the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, appointed by President Barack Obama, from 2009 to 2013, knows it's an honor to lead the charge and ensure the money is not only well spent, but that it truly creates lasting change in our communities. Listen, it is a sacred responsibility to take on this idea of taking a company like Apple, you know, loved but also well, well known, and say, where are the best ways we can show up? and use not just our resources, but our talents and our voice to impact this issue of striking, stunning, persistent, structural inequity. We picked three areas. We picked education, we picked economic empowerment, and we picked criminal justice, Jackson tells Essence. On Wednesday, Apple announced plans to help launch the Propel Center, a brick-and-mortar and online learning hub in Atlanta for HBCU students which will be built in the historic Atlanta University Center, the world's oldest and largest association of historically black colleges and universities, which is also home to Spelman College, Morehouse College, Clark Atlanta University, and Morehouse School of Medicine. The Propel Center concept was created by Ed Farm, building on Apple's partnership with the organization, which aims to promote educational equity and innovation. The Propel Center will offer an innovative educational tracks like AI and machine learning, agricultural technology, social justice and app development, curricula and mentorship from Apple experts, internship opportunities, and more. We wanted to meet these students and professors where they are, says Jackson, of the decision to make the AUC home of the, for the Propel Center. Look, there's no doubt, as you know, that they are extraordinary talent that they are extraordinary talent and that the leaders of our country, black leaders, 
have come from HBCUs. That's nothing new in business, education, government, and so we're looking at our future co colleagues. I love the name Propel because, you know, the center gives these students and professors resources, and we really believe that once you do that, you're simply giving them more opportunities. It's the best and highest use of our technology to enable people to be everything they can be and dream to be. The company's support for HBCU students as part of the initiative will also extend beyond the AUC. As part of Apple's ongoing partnerships with HBCUs, they are establishing new grants to support HBCU engineering programs, develop their silicon and hardware engineering curriculum, and a new faculty fellows program to sort HBCU educators in research and development with mentorship, guidance, and access to lab space. In addition, as part of the company's long-standing partnership with the Thurgood Marshall College Fund, Apple is also now offering scholarships to 100 new Apple scholars from underrepresented communities. Apple also announced plans to launch the Apple Developer Academy in Detroit, to, to teach students coding skills. It will be the company's first ever U.S. Developer Academy in a release. Apple says it chose Detroit because of its vibrant black entrepreneur and developer community with over 50,000 black-owned businesses according to the U.S. Census data. There's a real opportunity to continue this idea of investing in the entrepreneurship and wealth building in our communities, and so we just really like that idea, says Jackson. Next month, Apple announced that it will host the inaugural cohort of its entrepreneur camp for black founders and developers for virtual experience, offering one-on-one -on -one code level guidance from the company's experts and engineers, as well as mentorship and insights from Apple leaders. In the third arm of their spending, Apple says it will make a deep investment in black entrepreneurs through two new investments in the venture capital and banking spaces. The company is committed to investing $10 million with Harlem Capital, an early-stage venture capital firm based in New York, to support its investments in 1,000 companies with diverse founders over the next 20 years. Apple says it will also invest $25 million in Siebert William Shank's Clear Vision Impact Fund, which provides capital to small and medium-sized businesses with an emphasis on minority-owned companies. The Clear Vision Fund is a fund made to lend to small businesses and women-owned businesses, and we just thought that was so incredibly important, not just for the justice equity, but the post-COVID-19 aspect of it, says Jackson. The fact that so many small businesses are hurting, the fact that so many of the small businesses that are hurting are women-owned or minority-owned and are feeling the pinch first. So as you can see, Essence had a great article about the topic of the day for um, partnership and I'm really looking forward to seeing how this translates into the real world over the next several years. Um, next up we have our justice. Berkeley African American Studies awarded 2.8 million grant to expand community impact. Um, what is the role of black studies in building a more just future? What lessons from black feminist, radical, and intellectual traditions can we apply to this moment in history? And how do we solidify our commitment to black studies at a public, as a public good? 
Answering those questions will be the focus of the Black Studies Collaboratory, a project led by UC Berkeley's African American Studies Department with the support of a new $2.8 million grant from the Andrews W. Mellon Foundation. The three-year-long project aims to take back to take black studies research outside of the classroom and into the local community in greater public discourse, led by Berkeley African American Studies Professor Lee Rayford and Tiana S. Paschel. The project will organize academic think tanks, provide summer labs for graduate students, and award research grants for African American Studies faculty and students that will increase the scope and impact of the department scholarship. Research from the project focused on topics like prison, abolition, and global black feminism will translate into a one-unit black studies course open to the public in spring 2023. Our department has always had large scholarly visions that stretch beyond the formal academy to embrace artists and organic intellectuals whose work is equally significant to the mission of black studies, said Ola Taylor, professor in H. Michael and G. Ann Williams, chair of African American Studies. The financial support from Mellon will increase our capacity to do the transformative work that is vital to the cross-fertilization. As a part of the Mellon Foundation's Just Future initiative, the grant is one of 16 awarded to universities across the nation in a collaborative effort to address racial inequity, inequality through bold and unique humanities-based research projects that seek to expand the collective understanding of America's history. Rayford, who will serve as the Black Studies Collaboratory Program Director, said the event of the last year have prompted an unprecedented social awakening to questions of racial justice, leading to an increased demand for insights from Berkeley's African American Studies experts. Black Studies at its heart is a life-affirming field centered in black humanity, said Rayford. Among our goals for the Black Studies Collaboratory is to provide space for critical engagement and collaborative dreaming and to create opportunities for joyful and generative engagement among black faculty, students, staff, the surrounding community, and around the country. This is an opportunity to experiment with new forms of collaboration, engage in new conversations around freedom, justice, and joy, and to deepen our roots in the Bay Area, Pascal said. We hope that this initiative helps to further cement our mark on black studies and black studies importance in the world. African American Studies PhD candidate Ra Malika Imhotep has conducted research on such topics on topics such as black feminism, this diasporic performance, and has stayed active as a leader in the campus community helping to organize events such as Empowering Women of Color Conference. Emotep said Black Studies has been an essential passion in her life and that it was a field of study created in the 1960 Bay Area desired by students across the country seeking community and acknowledgement. This grant-funded project, Emotep said, can help students get back to those roots. While the work in the classroom is very important, we're not fulfilling the vision of folks who campaigned for, protested for, 
complex studies programs if we are solely doing work within academia, said Imotab. They always had a vision that included the community. They wanted for the space of black studies to be a space that challenged Yeah, a space that challenged societal norms and impacted the communities that we study. I think this grant is an opportunity for our department to radically return to those beginnings with financial support. The project launches this spring with Critical Conversations, speaker series that will celebrate the life and legacy of Barbara T. Christian, an architect of black feminist criticism and a founding member of Berkeley's African American Studies Department. Speakers will include novelist and social activist Alice Walker, cultural theorist and poet Fred Moten, and community organizer and prison abolitionist advocate Marianne Kaba. These are times that call for precisely the sort of intellectual and community engagement around racial justice that the Black Studies Collaboratory proposes, said Berkeley Social Science Sciences Dean Rocca Ray. We look forward to supporting and amplifying this important work, which ties in with Berkeley's democracy multidisciplinary theme over the next three years of this grant and beyond. Chancellor Carol Christ added, this project will take this critical moment in our history as an initiative to reimagine African-American studies relationships to the institution of the university and turn it and in turn reimagine the institution's relationship to its surrounding black communities. So it's really exciting. Berkeley is going to be, you know, doing more community outreach and expanding their community impact. And that was our justice of the day. Really exciting stuff. And then finally, for our piece, the Security Council of the United Nations press statement on attack against uh, the multidimensional integrated stabilization mission in Mali. So following the Security Council press statement, the following security press statement of the Security Council was issued today by Council President Tariq Ledeb of Tunisia. The members of the Security Council condemned in the strongest terms the attack perpetrated on 13 January 2021 against the United Nations Multidimensional Integrated Stabilization Mission in Mali to the north of the town of Babra Moody in Timbuktu region, which resulted in four peacekeepers from Cote d'Ivoire killed and five others injured. The members of the Security Council expressed their deepest condolences and sympathy to the families of the victims, as well as to Cote de Labor and to Minusma. They wish a speedy and full recovery to the peacekeepers who were injured. They paid tribute to the peacekeepers who risked their lives. The members of the Security Council called on the transitional government of Mali to swiftly investigate these attacks and bring the perpetrators to justice. They underlined the attacks targeting peacekeepers may constitute war crimes under international law. They stressed that involvement in planning, directing, and sponsoring or conducting attacks against Minusma peacekeepers constitutes a basis of basis for sanctions designations 
pursuant to United Nations Security Council resolutions. The members of the Security Council reaffirm that terrorism in all its forms and manifestations constitutes one of the most serious threats to international peace and security. They underline the need to bring perpetrators, organizers, financiers, and sponsors of these reprehensible acts of terrorism to justice. They stress that those responsible for these killings should be held accountable and urged all states in accordance with their obligations under international law and relevant Security Council resolutions to cooperate actively with all relevant authorities in this regard. The members of the Security Council reiterated that any acts of terrorism are criminal and unjustifiable, regardless of their motivation, whenever, wherever, and by whomever, whomsoever, whomsoever committed. They reaffirm the need for all states to combat by all means in accordance with the Charter of the United Nations and other obligations under international law, including international human rights law, international refugee law, and international humanitarian law, threats to international peace and security caused by terrorist acts. The members of the Security Council reiterated their full support to the special representative of the Secretary General for Mali and head of MINUSMA, Mohamed Saleh Enadif, MINUSMA, and the other security presences in Mali in the Sahel region, as mentioned in Resolution 2531 2020. The members of the Security Council expressed their concern about the security situation in Mali and the transitional dimension of the terrorist threat in the Sahel region. They urged the Malian parties to fully support, to fully implement the agreement on peace and reconciliation in Mali without further delay. They noted that the full implementation of the agreement and the intensification of efforts to overcome asymmetric threats can contribute to improving the security situation across Mali. They underlined that efforts of the force conjoint of the G5 Sahel, Group of Five of the Sahel, to counter the activities of terrorist groups and other organized criminal groups will contribute to create a more secure environment in the Sahel region. The members of the Security Council... further stress the importance of MINUSMA having the necessary capacities to fulfill its mandate and promote the safety and security of the United Nations peacekeepers pursuant, pursuant to Security Council Resolution 2531-2020. The members of the Security Council stress that these heinous acts will not undermine their determination to continue support to support the peace and reconciliation process in Mali. Molly. So there you have it. Our three topics for the day, all related to Africans or African Americans and justice and peace and partnership. I'm Amir Huggins. Thank you for tuning in.